podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We got a beautiful show. We got some beautiful hosts. We got a beautiful game. We got taste. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest And as a matter of fact It's time to get it off our chests Cricket, 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 cricket Hello and welcome to County Cricket Natters. I'm here with Dan Whiting and Harry Everett to take you through the events of the penultimate round of the county championship. And I have to say, despite and, and maybe because of the weather, it was a very exciting one. And I'm going to pass to uh, Harry, who's going to take us through. Hey, Harry's going to do Division 1 and 2 because he's a, a walking encyclopedia. Well, where to start? I guess we'll go in the match today sort of format. I think Essex-Hampshire was one of the most exciting finishes yesterday. We'll start with a bit of build-up. Alistair Cook got a duck. The talk was, is it his last performance at Chelmsford in an Essex shirt? To be confirmed, I got told off for retiring Jack Brooks yesterday, so I won't retire Alistair Cook until it's confirmed. But um, he got a duck, but Tom Wesley got 50. He's got a lot of runs this year. Critchley, 99. And then Vince brought the field in. Dawson and caught by Gubbins, extra cover. That was good bit of captaincy. A few dots on 99. Couldn't get his 100. Rossington did get 100. 104 of 145 balls. And him and Harmer got them past the 400 mark there. 447 for nine. Didn't get that 450 batting point. Um, but after 110 overs, they still had a pretty decent score on, on the board. Liam Dawson, just the three wickets off his 35 overs in the first innings. <laughs> Good effort. Tom Prest got 108, which was massive for Hampshire because they were struggling a little bit. He came in and, and got them to 334 all out, almost single-handedly. Keith Barker got 42 at the end after Middleton and Vince and Albert got 40s early on. But that Barker partnership with Prest was crucial. Six wickets for Simon Harmer, of course. We don't need to say any more about Simon Harmer. We know how good he is. Um, Tom Wesley got another 45 in the second innings. Paul Walter, 13 off 10. Lawrence, 53 off 49. It was one of those whack it declaration innings. So Nick Brown, poor chap, came in down the order. Rossington was promoted to open with Cook. And Cook only got 16 off 38 balls, which wasn't what they wanted in the situation. But they could not let Alistair Cook open. Um, Rossington got a duck, so that didn't really work. Abbott got fourther. And then, this is where it all kicked off. Hampshire second innings. Great, great effort. Liam Dawson and James Vince, what a partnership. The two best players in the Hampshire side by some way. They were 267 for seven. They chased it and they didn't have very long. They had to go up pretty much five and over, over five and over. And they got there. It was a massive partnership because no one got double figures in the top three. Tom Press only got five as well. So it was literally down to Vince and Dawson. They were both out before the close, but... Ben Brown and Barker got 14 and 12 to get him over the line. But Liam Dawson, I mean, what oh, a guy. He's had Third... an incredible, incredible season, especially the back end of it, hasn't he? I mean, he's just, he just mentioned his name and he's, he's bowling, <laughs> batting, everything. He's just been fantastic. Third championship, 100 of the year, an average over 40. Dan, should he have gone on the, the England tour, the World Cup, something like that? Um, I mean, he's he's been perceived as a white ball bowler, hasn't he? So... <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I mean, I don't know if he if he really spins it enough for my liking. I've got to give big ups to Adam Rossington. There's uh, 
you know, there's not many of us Barnet fans around in, in cricket, and Adam Rossington's one of them. So I want to give a big up to Adam Rossington, but he's one of the good guys as well. He's always, uh, you know, always got time for a chat. And I think that puts the uh, the spanner in Essex's championship hopes, doesn't it? Tom Prest, he's a good player. He's um, England under nineteen. He was England under nineteen skipper, I think, a few years ago, yeah. wasn't he? And he's they've got some good youngsters coming through at Hampshire. They get much maligned, don't they, for their spending power? But they're actually bringing through their own now. They're bringing through sort of Fletcher Middleton, Tom Press, Toby Albert, people like that. So they are actually sort of developing a nucleus there of of their homegrown stuff. So uh, that's good to see down at Hampshire. But um, yeah, they'll be hosting Surrey next uh, next week, won't they? So that'll be interesting. Should be interesting. Should be mm. interesting. Yeah. We're off to Laws then. Oliver Hannan-Dolby took his form from the One Day Cup into the Championship. He got five for 29. Ryan Higgins got injured in the first innings. That was a bit of a blow to Middlesex. But Will Rose got 100 and Danny Briggs got 99. Serious effort down in the order from Danny Briggs. No one else really got runs as Warwickshire were 315 all out. Tim Murter on his last appearance at Lords. In a Middlesex shirt, his six for 83 skittling through them. Middlesex second innings, it was a Sam Robson 100. He dug in 287 balls. Higgins was fit to bat. He got 57 off 83 and their partnership was crucial getting them to 251 all out and another three for Molly Hannon Dolby. But then the rain came down at Lords and not long left to play. Suddenly, Warwickshire needed 58 off 10 overs. I was at the uh, the Somerset suite after the yes. game with Craig Overton and some of the players watching it on streams and getting very excited over it. Murta got two quick wickets. Alex Davies and Dan Mousley went, but that man Barnard, fresh again for one day cut form, he got them over the line with Rob Yates and Warwickshire. Could they have condemned Middlesex to relegation, do we reckon? I think yeah, they I think so. probably could have. I mean, how do you feel, Dan? Well, I think if Middlesex do go down, I think they, they deserve to. They've got two batting points all season. Uh, they've had two hundreds, both of them being from Sam Robson, one of them in this game. And, um, you know, something, something's gone wrong there. Something has gone wrong. Yeah. Um, very sad, Tim Murta going. Um, really sad. Yeah, it's sad this time of year, isn't it? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Mertz had a, a, an emotional farewell. We don't know if Jack Brooks is going on uh, mm-hmm. Somerset. We'll come on to that. Gareth Berg's announced his, he's going yeah. as well. So, you know, so these real sort of stalwarts from the... Dane Villas. Yeah, these like guys who've been around for a long time are all, all going. And oh, it, feels, it, like it really hurts each one. That, it does, that, that, yeah. Mm. It feels like the end of the term, doesn't it? I know. I know. Next week, will you know? Harry will be bringing his kaplunk into the school, and Annie will be bringing properly <laughs> in. But uh, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a sad time of year. But Tim Murta, what a wonderful career! Oh, and I had a beer with him in the tavern on Thursday night, actually, and um, had a quick chat with him. And it was uh, it was good to good to catch up. But he's not gone. He's going to be on the coaching staff next year. But whether he's going to be coaching a Middlesex side in Division 2, I don't know. Oliver Hannan-Dolby, what a good bowler he is. He's not quick, but he's a skillful bowler. Um, got lots of wickets this season. He's got a hell of a lot of wickets this season. He got a hell of a lot of wickets last season as well. Mm. And I think he's uh, he's a, an absolute warrior. He'll run in, you know, he'll do the dirty work for his skipper, won't he? He'll go in, you know into the wind, up the hill, he'll do whatever. And he is a fantastic bowler. I think we mentioned him on the show last year and I said he's got the poshest name in cricket. 
And Jack Brooks said he's not that posh. He's from Halifax. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because I was um, obviously uh, commentating with um, Matt Cole of um, Kent BBC, and uh, we were watching. Well, he was definitely watching the Middlesex game so mm. closely because it obviously the ins and outs, the wonderful ins and outs of county championship the ups and downs and i love this time of year where you're it's all so tight and you're watching whatever's happening in the other games and uh it was so up and down you think oh middlesex have got this you know they'll easy draw and then oh no they're not oh you know and it's exactly the same with kent it was uh it was a really really fascinating day but i do i mean i do feel for middlesex but I, I've, I've spoken to a lot of fans who say yeah we deserve to go down yeah, well, Kent have got Lancashire next week down at Canterbury, so it'll be interesting to see what sort of deck they prepare for that yes. one. Uh, Middlesex are away at Trembridge. So, I mean, Trembridge is generally quite flat. There should be bonus points there with the bat. So whether results are on the cards. One thing I don't think we're going to see is a funky declaration like in the game between Middlesex and Nottinghamshire no. at Lords where Mullaney declared, because otherwise he will never, ever be welcoming Kent again. He will have to, <laughs> he'll have to find other ways of getting through to the continent because he won't be allowed to sail out of Dover. <laughs> right, I think we'll go across the Thames to the very important match between the top of the table and the bottom of the table, which you wouldn't believe was far closer than the table would suggest. Azad dug in, 48 of 151 balls, but it was Karen Nye, 150. He was dropped by Jamie Overton. Jamie Overton got injured while he was bowling, and the, he normally catches pigeons in the slips. Everyone knows how good a fielder he is. He took a couple of catches, but he did drop Karen Nye early, and he got 150, whilst Tommy Taylor, off to Worcestershire on a four-year contract. He'll be a big blow, a big miss for North Ants. He got 66, as North Ants posted 3-5-7 all out, a five for, for Tom Laws, we spent a bit of time saying how many Toms there are in county cricket. Um, Rory Burns bowled one ball. I enjoyed that with the new ball quite early on when Jamie Overton went off. And it was a filthy, should have been a wide really in any other form. Um, but now this is where it got really interesting. Surrey seriously struggled. 185 all out. And it needed Ben Folks and Jamie Overton to bail them out. They were 79 for six. Overton got 51. Ben Folks got 42. And then it was the end of that day. And then the next morning, they were skittled, 158 all out. Mr. White got four for, and then two for, for Proctor, Taylor and Sanderson, the four seamers doing the job for North Ants. But then, bit of rain around, and it was a depressing. I thought North Ants, could they do it? Could they do it? North Ants, the bottom side, made Surrey follow on. How exciting does the county championship get? Sadly, Rory Burns and Dom Sibley are too good. Nine bowlers were tried. Even a Zad, I've never seen a Zad bowl. He bowled three overs. But Burns and Sibley, they both faced nearly 200 balls each and they were 142 for none and hands were shaking. Great effort for North Ants. How good would that have been if North Ants yeah. had beaten Surrey? But what North a side Surrey have been throughout the championship. And, um, you know, as much as people saying Middlesex um, uh, deserve to go down, you know, Surrey deserve to win, really. 20-point lead they're going to take to the last game. Yeah, Karen Nair, I thought, was absolutely outstanding. I thought his some of the shots he played were absolutely gorgeous, weren't they? They really were. They were top draw. Um, North Ant's going to be in Division 2 next year. Yeah. Um, we spoke about them last week. There's something going on behind the scenes there. They're not very happy with John Sadler. They're not very happy with 
people further up the club. So I don't know what's going on there at Northamptonshire, but things are a miss. So, you know, fair play to the players. They've they've got their act together and they pushed a good Surrey side all mm. the way here. They had the, a really good game. Yeah. We'll go on to Somerset on that note, Shiriani. Yeah. Somerset batted well, guys. Shot. Yeah. Honestly. Somerset could have got 450 and 110 overs, but a day four declaration from the first innings cost that. That sums up how much rain there was in Taunton this week. Yeah. I was on comms on day two. Nothing happened. Day one was pretty good, though. Tom Lamaby, beautiful 100 in front of the Exeter University. Faithful Tom Abel pushed up to open the batting with Sean Dixon absent from this game. And the university lad, Tom Abel, batted beautifully. Only got mm. to 20, but got a, probably the best ball of the match. Him and he Tom Lamanby, which was uh, yeah, which he probably should have been doing the whole of the. Well, he's basically been opening at number three, yeah. hasn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> Lewis Goldsworthy, hundred twenty-two. Now I love Lewis Goldsworthy, the Cornish Messi. He's given a chance at number three, and he can play. I mean, we've got to be honest. It was possibly the worst Division One bowling attack I've ever seen. That sounds very harsh. I love Kent, but with Matt Quinn injured, with Nathan Gilchrist injured, Michael Hogan went down after eleven point two overs. He had the youth of. Arafat and Jazz Singh and Daniel Beldrummond got through at 13 overs. Actually bowled pretty well. He got Lamanby out. Um, Amid could have got 50. And then, I mean, everyone got runs, but Tom Kola Campbell. Oh. I actually think this is the most brutal Red Bull innings I've ever seen. 68 of 31 balls. Viv Richards' record quickest 100 was in danger. Ben Warren, our, our boss of the Somerset live stream, was talking about Project 1000 when Somerset were going to get to 1000 on day four. And Tom Abel pulled him in, declared yeah. overnight. I was gutted. Surely we're they'd all let him gutted, get gutted because that yeah. innings by Tom Kola Cabin was incredible. Surely let him get 46 more runs to get 450. Somerset could have got 450 and 90 overs, let alone 110 overs for full batting bonus points. Anyway, Kemp replied and Jack Brooks, we were wearing headbands in the commentary box. Tribute to Jack Brooks. He got one early wicket, but it was Lewis Gregory, probably the best opening spell I've seen him bowl this year. Three for 49, he got the big wickets. And Joe Denley looked beautiful. Lovely to see him bat so well. I remember him, Vince, Wesley, Lawrence, Trot, all the guys who bat three for England seemed to have that on drive through mid-wicket. He played that beautifully whenever a leg stump half volley was served up. O'Reardon and Everson look, and Finch looked decent in the middle order, but 235 all out. As Tom Abel, four for 54. Great effort from Somerset. This is all yesterday. This is all on day four, remember? Somerset took 12 wickets as even Michael Hogan was some late hitting with a runner, which is always entertaining. His 19 get, got them just shy of the follow-on, just shy of a batting bonus point as well, which could be crucial. Kent were 44 for two and in the following-on innings, and Neil Wagner took a wicket, and then next over, Tom Banton came on to bowl, which I found baffling. And then just after that, they shook hands. I mean, there were 25 overs left. A few Somerset fans were a little bit disappointed. They didn't give it more of a go, but in fairness, it did rain 15 minutes later, so they wouldn't have got much more play. But you never know with Kent, the way Kent have been this season, they could have collapsed and lost eight more wickets pretty quickly. They could have done, but it I mean, it, it did. It pretty yeah. much um, started raining as soon as I got to the station. So, um, you know, they really wouldn't have got much more play done. It was a, a I mean, it was a really, really um, fun game. Um, the two days that we had. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think there were 28 overs left, weren't there? So, I, I mean, I was surprised at that. I thought that, you know, from yeah. a middle six point of view, you know, Kent could have capitulated. You never know. So, but, I was yeah. surprised. I was surprised at that. Um, as for Joe Denley, 
watch out for Jaden Denley coming mm. through. Yeah, good plan. Scenes, his nephew. They're all from the whole family are from Whitstable Cricket Club. Nick Denley, the old man, was a good player back in the day. So, yeah, there's uh, another one coming. Agree there. He's from a good stock. He's from a good stable, as they say in horse racing terms. Yeah, no, but, he looked really good. It was at the me. Oval, wasn't it? And Joe gave him his cap. I really like that. Yeah. It was a real special moment. And he hit his first ball for four, didn't he? I think he bowled a wicket maiden as well yeah. in the one-day cup. But for me, the real story here is the retirement of Jack Brooks. I mean, Jack Brooks has been an absolute legend in the county game. Uh, he was... He's not retired, Dan. No, yeah. he's not don't retiring. Get, don't he's get me in more trouble. He's not retiring, but, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's considering his future. Um, mm. But... I mean, if you look back to Yorkshire's county championship wins in 2014, 2015, Jack Brooks was the leading wicket taker in that side. 2016, when they just missed out to Middlesex, uh, Jack Brooks, I think, again, got uh, God knows how many wickets. And it was always Jack Brooks and Steve McGoffin, always up yes. the, or at the top of the charts there. And Jack yeah. Brooks. I was Jack quite Brooks emotional. Been... Were you quite emotional, Harry? I was, except the blooming headband was pushing all the blood out of my brain. I spent all day with Jack Brooks' headband. He told me off when I took it off for five minutes. <laughs> well, you're no, lucky. He didn't bring any to the BBC cabin. I didn't get one. Well, I did request them personally, to be fair, Annie. It was oh, okay. my, I spoke to him in the Ring of Bells on Thursday night and said, do you want to give us some for tomorrow? And then he delivered. I gave you one, didn't I? Did I no. give you one in the end? No. Oh, uh, I'll talk to you, Annie. Yeah. Yeah, but he's been a real character of the game and he's going to be hugely missed. He really, really anyway. will. Just just his spirit and his character, sense of fun. And he genuinely swung the ball in and away beautifully. Uh, was it? Yeah, yesterday. Yes. Bowled really well. Yeah, he Some did. of the he best I've seen really in bowl. Well. He got five for it at Hampshire last week. So, Yeah, mm. no, absolutely. It was, a, it was a really good game. And, and the, um, you know, kudos to uh, Hogan for coming on. I mean, he looked in yeah. such pain, didn't he? I mean, if, oh, he whacked a few, mind, didn't he? He got hold of a couple. Yeah, but he could and the runners ran properly at all. I mean, yeah, sending the wicketkeeper out to be the runner, I thought was a bit harsh. But <laughs> anyway, that, that was Kent's fourth wicketkeeper of the year, Finch. But <laughs> anyway, do you want me to do the arguably the most dull and non-event first division game ever of the season. Oh. The proper nil-nil of match today. Poor old Lancashire, not at Old Trafford. There's nothing much to say no. other than 19-year-old Matty Hurst got 54 not out. 272 for seven, 84.1 overs bowled in four days. It what rained a lot get? in Manchester. How much play well, did they get? Was it Matthew one Hurst. day? Well, it was, it was split over a couple, but yeah. Mm. That's it, really, isn't it? Anyone want to add any more to that? Yeah, please, Lancashire, if you can do the same at Kent next week, us Middlesex <laughs> fans will be eternally grateful. Um, no, there's some good youngsters. Matty Hurst is one of them at Lancashire. George Bell, George Lavelle, George Balderson. Mm. They've got more Georges than the House of Hanover up there, but uh, they're, they're, um, they've got some real, real good youngsters coming through at Lancashire. Right, let's go to Division 2 then. And I was delighted to see Ali Orr back. He's not played much this year. He only got 10 as Sussex reeling. I'll let you guys come back to this, but Pajara wasn't allowed to play. There's a bit of carnage at Sussex, wasn't there? A couple of bands and Sussex were 100 all out and it didn't go down well. Coaches were fuming. Players not doing very well. Even the young lads were given a chance. Zach Chappell and Sam Connors, good opening partnership. They both got fourthers. Derbyshire, 229 for six declared. Lewis Reese, 86. I was chatting to his 
cousin at a networking event at Somerset this week for the random chat. He didn't have a clue how well his cousin was doing for Derby. So I told him, your cousin's doing very well. <laughs> um, Sussex second innings, 84 for three. Tom Clark, 36, not out. And that was that. Rain, match drawn. Another rain, really badly a rain affected yeah. game, but really sad. Yeah, no, I I really feel for Sussex because, uh, you know, they had something to fight for and now they haven't. Yeah, but you could say that the the authors of their own misfortune, can't you? I mean, you know, you can't go around and repeatedly, you know, offend possibly the way they have this year. Um, I saw, I mean, Carson's potential trip in that game against Leicestershire. I mean, you just mm. can't do that. You can't do that. In the, in what did he do? Cricket. I didn't see it. He stuck his leg out as, I think it was, was it Chris Wright possibly of Leicestershire? It was one of the Leicestershire lower order. was about to go for a second. Carson's at the non-striker's end having bowled the ball and has stuck his foot out. Uh, it's a shame because I think he's one of the best young off spinners. I mm. really like Jack Carson. And he's, yeah, he shot himself in the foot a bit there. Yeah, he was. There's, there's stories of Ari Carvalas as well. Yes, um, in the Birmingham you know, League as well. I mean, let, let's see, let's see what happens there. I don't want to go into it too much because of the legalities of that. But um, there's stories going around, written by George DeBell in the Cricketer about mm. Ari Carvalas. And I thought Sussex, when they came to Bristol, they were they were loud, they were gobby, but they they stayed within the the, the laws, they stayed within the boundaries. Mm. Um, but they. They've obviously got under the skin of a few people this year, but you don't know if that's the way they've got to play. They've had so many years of misery down there that they've had to change things. And actually, it's a shame that Pajara is the aggressive, one that... perhaps. Yeah, yeah. the so captain suffered and had to miss out. Yeah, Pajara but that's always the way now, you know, yeah. in, in club cricket. If, if same in club cricket, behave, yeah. Yeah, well, you just can't do it. You can't do it no. these days. You, well, you can't, you can do it in the old days, but you can't do well, it. Definitely exactly. can't do it these days. Talking of umpire in Division 2, though, a lovely line. The first woman umpire, Glamorgan yep. versus Derbyshire, next week, Sue Redfern. Yeah. Buzzing for Sue. Oh, She's done a bit time. of T20 blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. There was another game that saw three innings in Division 2, though. Leicestershire-Yorkshire. We love Leicestershire. Massive shout-out. We didn't talk about them much last week before the one-day cup final. Dan and I were talking too much about the championship, but massive congratulations. Yeah. Harry Swindles and Evans, what a partnership. Mm. Superb effort. Liam Dawson, again, did pretty well and nearly got Hampshire there, but well played Leicestershire. Brilliant. Yorkshire, 155 all out. Will Davis came into the side, not played much this year. He got four for 28. And that man, Tom Scriven, fresh off all his escapades in the One Day Cup and the championship last week, he got another three for. Leicestershire, 233 all out, and I was delighted to see Swindles got another game. 73 he got off 78 balls, didn't mess about. Straight from the one-day cup. Decent knock that. George Hill got four for 69. Hill playing against Hill. George Hill against Lewis Hill, the captain, got out. Hill got out to Hill, as you like to see. There was no hull in this game, just to make it complicated as well. Um, Yorkshire second inning 225 for four Adam Live 60 Finn Bean 43 112 opening partnership and really that was it for the match rain again match drawn I think the only hill we were missing was Jimmy Hill wasn't it but uh, <laughs> we uh, what a story Swindles Harry Swindles two weeks ago he was looking for a job yeah yes he was looking for a job and now hopefully he's well I mean he's, he's virtually won Leicester, the Metro Bank One Day Cup. He's got runs here. 
And it'll be interesting to see because they've signed Ben Cox for next year. He's a wicketkeeper, isn't he, Swindles? So they've signed Ben Cox for next year. How much he actually plays next year, I don't know. But I think he's done enough to get himself a new contract or at least put himself in the shop window. Definitely. It's it's a really feel-good story, isn't it? Yeah. And it show, it does show how much a, you know cricket is a head game and a mind game and confidence-based. Yeah, yeah Ben Ben Cox, twenty-two years at Worcester. Yeah, um, but also also Liam Travaskis is gonna. I'm from Durham because Callum Parkinson's gonna go to Chesler Street, so that's a bit of a switch up. So a couple of changes for last year mm-hmm. for next year. Yeah, Yorkshire have got something to fight for. They don't want to finish bottom. No. Um, <laughs> Gloucestershire and Derbyshire could both finish bottom. Gloucestershire have to go to Sussex, which won't be easy. But um, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, let's like Middlesex, happens. it's uh, been a hell of a season for Yorkshire. Yep, certainly has. Certainly has. The, <laughs> On the, and off. <laughs> the, na- the natives are restless, mm-hmm. but they're always restless up there, aren't That's, they? Dan Moriarty is <laughs> quite a good signing for Yorkshire, though. I like that. He's oh, yeah. going to go up from the Oval. Got a three-year contract. Not been bold enough. Him and Amaverdi were two of the best spinners in Division One in the country a couple of years ago, I reckon. And yeah. they just play five seamers these days, spinners don't they? Cam Steele fashion, gets your game. It? Yeah, isn't it? Or Will yeah. Jacks comes in. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I think York should be stronger next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, Worcestershire against Durham, top mm-hmm. of the Division Two table. Durham were confirmed as champions because Worcester couldn't get to four hundred in the first innings. They got 313 for nine in 83 overs. Gareth Roderick, another Worcester wicketkeeper. He is the Worcester wicketkeeper now. Ben Cox isn't there at the moment. Yes. He got 50. Libby got 50. Decent opening partnership that, just shy of 100. Brett D'Oliveira, Dolly, he got 63. The captain down the order. And it's Ben Rain, really. He's a man with over 50 wickets. No Matt Potts in this game. Ben Rain got three for 66. And Baz Delader. After that incredible not getting his side into the, the World Cup a couple of years, uh, what, a couple of months ago, was it a few weeks back in the qualifiers? He got three for 68. But the biggest score of the match came from Scott Borthwick, 134 not out. <laughs> of course, Alex Lee's got 60. He's well past a thousand runs. He's been absolutely superb in Division Two. And Ollie Robinson, another Kent wicket keeper who's now at Durham, he got 84 off 66 balls. It's a bit of Baz ball up there, isn't it? Ryan Campbell ball. 25 or 14 from Graham Clark to, well, you could say finish it off before the rain came down. They were 317 for four. And Ben Allison, whose brother did pretty well in the One Day Cup, Ben Allison got two fair. But other than that, it's just Durham charging on. And we talked about them a lot on this podcast all year, haven't we? Much deserved Division Two champions. Yeah. No, definitely. And then the people that um, say there's no, you know, skill in um, Division Two, they they should really look at this Durham side and. Uh, you, I mean, they've been really, really strong throughout the season. And Worcestershire yeah. probably going to go up with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Durham thoroughly deserve it. I think they've been absolutely superb from start to finish. They've been absolutely wonderful. And you hope that this is the start of something in the northeast because yeah, it's it, they love their sport so much up there that if you know if they can, you know, find something there with cricket. The game will grow, and I think they thoroughly deserve it after what they went through from the ECB seven years ago now. They've had a seven-year journey down in Division 2. As for Worcestershire, they're almost up as well. With Leicestershire's game finishing in a draw, uh, Worcestershire are almost there. And Which what is fantastic. Story. 
Yeah, new coaching team start of the season mm-hmm. with Alan Richardson and Kabir Ali. Um, been absolutely, uh, they played a brand of cricket again like Durham. Durham have played uh, an aggressive brand of cricket, so have Worcestershire, and they've they've taken themselves up. Dylan Pennington's been superb for them. Been doing a little bit of recruitment themselves, having lost a few players. But Worcestershire deserve it. The fans at New Road deserve it as well. They've been starved of success for a long, long time. And New Road will be a wonderful addition to Division 1 next year because it's a great place. And I'm sure that you'll find many of the fans of the big boys, especially you Somerset fans, sitting on the steps of the ladies' pavilion there, covered in cake crumbs. They yes, did enjoy uh, the, the news yesterday, didn't they? They they announced <laughs> that it was going to be the last cake of the season and suddenly there's a massive queue or something. I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, I mean, certainly after last season, Worcestershire, it's great for Worcestershire because they didn't have a great season at all. So um, nice to see that. In fact, I think we probably should go through the tables and I'm happy to do that. Yeah, one more thing on Durham there. Uh-huh. Nice little stat for you. Somerset had the longest spell in Division 1, confirmed yesterday, 15 years, 2008 to present. The second longest yeah. ever record in Division 1 was Durham, 2006 uh-huh. to 2016. So there you go. Yeah, go for the tables, Annie. Good idea. Yeah, uh, so we'll start with uh, Division 1. Um, Northamptonshire, 74. Middlesex on 98. Kent on 99. That is so tight. One point in it, yes. Nottinghamshire, 129. Somerset, 140. Lancashire, 152. Warwickshire, 170. Hampshire, 173. Essex, 193. And right at the top, Surrey, 20-point lead, 213. I think there'll be a lot of Surrey fans going down for the GS ball. Um next week and uh, just going into division two yorkshire right at the bottom on 89 with their um, points deduction gloucestershire 95 sorry dan because i know that's your second team now they've not had a good season derbyshire 104 glamorgan 131 tying with sussex 131 leicestershire 140 worcestershire 162 and durham 209 are well through. Yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Next next week, there's still stuff to play for, isn't there? There's still who goes up with Durham out yeah, of Division I 2 mean, Worcestershire... and who goes back into Division 2. Exactly. That's what more can you ask for? Go down yeah. to the wire last game of the season. What a wonderful tournament competition it is. Both divisions keep an eye on. Fantastic. And, and yeah. always brilliant to have that up and down I, I really like the fact yeah. that you know there's promotion and demotion so anyway uh, I think that pretty much rounds up today and uh, we'll be back next week for the last one can't quite believe it only feels like uh, the other day we were um, starting off the season but anyway thank you to Dan thank you and thank you to Harry thanks so much for stepping up and uh, well for doing both uh, both divisions my pleasure. There's a lot of rain this week. Didn't have to most of it. Okay. I hope you join us next week. Thanks for listening. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest. And as a matter of fact, 
It's time to get it off our chests. Cricket, 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 cricket. Podcast Network.